This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets this week. Both wheat and canola have taken a nosedive, falling dramatically during the past five days. We also talk with Environment Canada about last night's wild weather in southern Saskatchewan. There was heavy rain in a few places, a lot of hail, and some high winds. Real Agriculture provides a beef market update. And we have a new outstanding young farmer selection for Saskatchewan for 2022. Ottawa expands the interest-free portion of cash advances. And we take a look at Manitoba's crop report. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices have seen a major downturn this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola has dropped $130 a ton for the week, while spring wheat futures have declined $1 a bushel. Well, Jim, it has definitely been an eventful week with the November canola futures declining approximately $130 a ton. Uh, today we are up approximately 20 on the day sitting at 866 and actually in the overnight trading today we did reach a low of 810 so obviously it has come back from those lows quite a bit here on the day but uh, definitely a down week and since now April on the high, that was April 28th, we are actually down $260 a ton approximately in canola. So definitely some unprecedented moves. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the July contract is down approximately a $1 a bushel this week alone. So it's definitely had a decline here. And from the highs now, that was made back in May, $14 on July. And now we're sitting at approximately $10.76. So over now, a $3 bushel decline from the highs on Minneapolis wheat. So what are the factors pushing grain prices down this week? Well, Jim, I, I'm glad that you asked factors, plural, because oftentimes clients just want that that one reason, and it's definitely not one. So kind of there's a few different things that have been going on. Uh, the first is, is that there has been some news that Britain, Germany pushed for the G7 to really halt uh, their biofuel mandates to tame food prices. So that could definitely put some pressure kind of on the global kind of a 
grain and, and vegetable oil markets. And I think that is kind of one factor. The second we've definitely, again, just seen on the soybean oil and palm oil side, a significant decline. So just a few different pressures, as well as I will say on the technical side of things, with canola being, I would say, a relatively smaller market compared to, let's say, Chicago wheat or, or soybeans. Once the fund money started to push on this a little bit harder, I believe there's definitely some some short covering kind of here that uh, we might see. But a lot of traders were really just pushing this market down here kind of this whole week. And I do believe kind of looking out that there is still positivity for prices to, to go higher from here, especially. Are we going to return back to the highs. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that will happen right now. We have seen as well two kind of forecast for wet weather into early July. And I would say the selling pressure kind of on the meal market is definitely added to the bearish tone for the soy markets. Meal is down sharply on news that that China meal stocks have tripled over the last three months. And that really leaves China with less demand for soybeans in the short term. So that's kind of the main thing on, on the canola side, I would say. Do you want to comment on the wheat side at all? Definitely. Wheat, when it comes to to that, really just good weather for harvest, more talk of a record crop from Russia, and, and just weakness in other grains were all main factors. The downside for crops could be limited by fresh concerns about Black Sea exports after Russia really just attacked one of Ukraine's ports that typically a hub for agriculture cargoes. But there are doubts also linger over the chances of progress in the next round of talks about a potential corridor for the grain shipments from the region. So that's where I would say, you know, prices are going to remain volatile here on the weather side of things for sure. This week as well, too, today was options expiry. So in weeks like this, there is often heightened volatility as well, too. So that's where I'm going to be, I would say, for next week watching for if canola really is going to potentially find a bit of a bottom. I'm using more on the technical analysis side to, to potentially identify where we could be headed from here. But as I've been saying to to um, on my radio show, that I would say farmers, it's never too late to learn about using hedging strategies because whether it's this year or you know another five years, these types of market movements will happen again. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Finance. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. There was some wild weather across Saskatchewan late yesterday. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says there was widespread hail in the Saskatchewan Grain Belt. That was one of the key weather issues. Certainly, I think it was the hail. Uh, We got lots of uh, different hail reports from all over the province. Uh, Nichols near Herbert. Um, We saw dimes near Archerwill, dime-sized walnuts near Finlater, uh, which is close to Bethune, of course. Uh, Toonies uh, in Glass Mountain Lake area. Golf balls around Saskatchewan and Regina Beach. Uh, Yorkton also came in with some golf ball-sized hail. Nickel 
size or Kelleher. Lots and lots of uh, different places that came in with that, with lots of hail. A lot of hail. Should be very interesting to see it once we assess what the crop damage is. Yes, certainly. And there, there seemed to be a, a lot of it too when it did fall. We saw, you know, accumulations of it as well. Any tornadoes or high winds? We didn't see much in the way of wind damage. We uh, There was some tree damage around Church Bridge, uh, which probably would have been uh, wind-driven. Uh, and looks like they had about 46 millimeters of rain with that. We're just trying to confirm a tornado near Morse um, and one near Central Butte to try to figure out if it's the same tornado, just because those two locations are quite close. So uh, we may have one there, certainly one touchdown. We're just trying to figure out if it's the same one, and we don't know any strengths. It appears it didn't hit anything, but we haven't heard reports of any damage yet. What about rain? Was there any torrential rain? Uh, it looks like in the Spiritwood area that they've gotten some really heavy downpours. It looks like they've, uh, they came in with uh, well over 100 millimeters of rain in a couple hours. So uh, we haven't seen any uh, reports from there from uh, any uh, folks that may have gotten any damage from that. But uh, it certainly hit our weather station. And uh, based on radar, it does look legitimate. All the other places, you know, not too much. But again, you know, if it doesn't hit the weather station, and people don't put it on social media, we may not pick it up. But, uh, you know, that was a, probably about the heaviest that we saw in that report from Churchbridge. What is the outlook now for the coming week? Well, we do have another active day uh, ahead of us, but it'll be mostly centered over that the southeast corner this time. There's still lots of rain lingering through the central regions today as well, uh, but we should see some uh, gradual improvement and some more stable conditions and uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Nicer, maybe a, a lot drier, so that would be good. And that'll continue sort of into early next week. And then around uh, mid-Wednesday, we, it looks like we might see uh, another system coming through with some probably uh, storms and rain coming with it. So it looks like so far this summer it's unsettled weather. Unse- very typical June weather. We haven't had a typical June for a couple of years because it's been so dry. This is very much back to uh, the usual, uh, usual way things go. And Environment Canada's outlook for the whole summer months, July and August? It is looking like it's going to be uh, near average temperatures and the precipitation pattern. Again, we're not very good at uh, forecasting precipitation in the longer term, but it's not really showing a trend either way. So I think it's going to be one of those highly variable summers, kind of like we've already seen this June. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It's time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Okay, let's start off with inflation. We, we saw the number that StatsCan uh, provided earlier this week. Inflation is definitely an issue for pretty much, well, I don't know who would be, uh, I guess, uh, 
guarded or protected from an inflationary environment. It's, it's impacting all of us. It also has impacts, of course, on, on the cattle and meat markets. When I hear about inflation and rising prices, I think about food and I think about beef and how this could potentially impact demand. Well, certainly those are, that's the eyes that we have on it from a, from a beef perspective. And I think the one thing, you know, even coming through this past week, Sean, the volatility on a day to day basis. So, you know, one day it's going to be led with, you know, the, the inflation news and the possible recession news. And then the next day we've got really good weather through the corn belt and, and grain prices uh, are down and cattle prices are up. And, and then the next day we wake up and we've got, you know, more on the economic side and, you know, demand worries, uh, basically across all commodities. So it seems I would describe it as this is a daily environment of watching, you know, the volatility of the markets as we, as we move through this time frame. I don't, you know, you can wake up on a Monday morning and it'll be a different story by Friday's close. So that's what is, that's the environment we're in right now, Sean. From a, from a watching it standpoint, what, I guess, when will we know if, if these prices have impacted demand? Is that something that's six months from now? Is that something that's a little bit more current? How quick does the data come to be able to fully understand it? Well, I think we can watch, you know, week to week while watching our, you know, that's why we talk about cutout prices. That's the wholesale price. Those prices are still trending very seasonally uh, as we would expect, you know, right now here in June. Um, We watch the slaughter rates. And of course, both in Canada and the U.S., we've got, you know, we've had big harvest levels in 2022. We've had lots of cattle to get through and, and the packers are getting through them. Um, and as we get through later into 2022 and next year, we're all expecting, you know, smaller supplies and smaller beef production. So we're also balancing that supply thing into 2023. So it's always a moving um, environment, but I do think we get a pretty good read week to week on demand. And although prices are high at retail, we continue to see product moving. And and I think one of the pieces continues to be, it's not just domestic markets we're watching, but also export markets. Yeah. The one thing we know for sure is these markets have brought real volatility, which is, you know, I, I guess you can look at volatility from the negative, which some people do from time to time, but it also creates the opportunity side of the equation too, to, to maybe be able to get a, you know, a, a quick drop, a quick bump, depending on if you're buying or selling and take advantage of it. Yeah. So this week, for example, July corn was down 65 cents all week. And that certainly helped support feeder cattle futures uh, into, you know, newer levels that we haven't seen for some time and supported the cash market on the feeder cattle as well. So those things are always changing. And just, you know, for an example, the other piece um, I wanted to just talk about today, the regional piece, as far as U.S. cash is concerned, you know, we've got tightening supplies happening in the north, um, you know, through the Nebraska region. And so those markets were steady, 144 to 150 this week, whereas down in the southern markets in, in Texas and Kansas, we lost $1 to $3 at 137 and that area is still trying to get cleaned up in terms of front-end supply, but certainly um, those, you know, we see differences, not just across the board, but certainly regionally as well. Yeah. What about, car- what, have we, what data have you been seeing in carcass weights? Well, as we talked about, you know, currentness and the North getting more current than the South, for example, there's, there's one of the pieces that we watch in terms of carcass weights to give us, you know, there is a data point that gives us a good barometer. And in the U.S., we've seen weights drop, steered carcass weights drop to 879 now. That's three pounds below a year ago. And the lightest they've had for this 
point in time since 2019. So that is good news. That's that's a great barometer to tell us, okay, the front end is getting current. We're certainly seeing in, in Nebraska and those northern uh, feeding regions with the price moving into a, a significant premium over the southern markets. Sales will catch up, but that's where we are right now. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind southwest 30 gusting to 50, and a high forecast of 24. 60% chance of showers overnight, the low 8. Tomorrow cloudy, 60% chance of showers in the morning, then partly cloudy. Risk of a thunderstorm in the afternoon, wind northwest 40 gusting to 60 Saturday, the high 19, 30% chance of evening showers, and a low of 9. Sunday, sunny, the high 24, the low 9. Monday, sunny, the high 25, the low 10. Tuesday, sunny, the high 25, the low 13. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 23, the low 11. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 21. Normal high for this date, 24 degrees, the normal low is 10. The sun rose at 4.48 this morning, it sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot... Up north, Uranium City, 22 degrees. That's the hot spot. The cold spot, Loon Lake, at 9 degrees. We have Estevan at 15, Saskatoon also 15, Swift Current is 16, Weyburn 20, Yorkton is 19. Regina is cloudy and 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 24, gusting to 39. Humidity is 40%, the barometric pressure falling 101.3. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw 20, winds are from the west at 28, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina cloudy and 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. This year's Saskatchewan winners in the Outstanding Young Farmer competition is a couple with a mixed cattle and certified organic grain farm near Wood Mountain. Cody Straza and Allison Squires were selected yesterday during an event at the Farm Progress Show in Regina. Their farm is called Upland Organics and has such features as reduced tillage, intercropping, cover cropping, pollinator strips and rotational grazing. They have become leaders in organic farming and will represent Saskatchewan at the National Outstanding Young Farmers Competition this fall. The federal government has announced it's expanding the interest-free portion of the Advanced Payments Program. It will increase from $100,000 to $250,000 for 2022 and 2023. 
As a result, participating farmers will save on average $5,500 in interest costs over the next two years. The change will mean total savings of up to $61 million over two years for about 11,000 farmers across Canada. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says the changes recognize significant challenges facing farmers with rising input costs. She says farmers need access to cash flow to cover crop-related expenses. The change will ensure farmers can purchase important inputs like fuel, fertilizer and seed and contribute to global food security. She says Canada is prepared to help fill the gap in world production. Last year, the Advance Payments Program provided $2.39 billion to over 17,000 producers. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is highlighting upcoming Crop Diagnostic School, a one-day event for farmers this summer. Nicole Montreal, Crops Extension Specialist in Outlook, explains further. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture Crops Extension Specialist team is excited to announce that Crop Diagnostic School 2022 will be back in person this July. This event will be a one-day hands-on learning opportunity for agronomists, producers, industry and retail to improve upon your crop scouting skills and agronomic knowledge. The focus areas will be weed ID, disease, insects, herbicides, including a herbicide matrix, and soils. This year is being hosted by the Wheatland Conservation Area AgriArm site by Swift Current. There will be a choice of two dates, July 26th or July 27th. Each day will offer the same exercises and demonstrations. Hours of the event are from 8 a.m. to 2.30 and the cost is $100 per person. To register, please visit www.prairiecca.ca and follow the link under the Crop Diagnostic School 2022. Space is limited, so please register early to ensure your spot. If you would like more information, you can call the Ag Knowledge Center at 1-866-457-2377 or again, visit the Prairie CCA website. This has been Nicole Montreal, Crops Extension Specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture's Outlook Office. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A final push to finish seeding in Manitoba this past week brought a small increase in planted acres. Manitoba Agriculture Farm Production Advisor Amir Farouk provides an update. We got some good days last week and uh, there was some progress happened and uh, overall we are close to 90 to 91% as a provincial average. So we are close to 8 to 9% unseeded acres right now in the province. So because most of our uh, uh, crop insurance deadlines are over, so no producers are debating that uh, what should they seed in those unseeded acres. So hopefully they will decide to do something in those acres as well. And Farouk outlines those options. There are two, three options uh, they can uh, do that at this point. Maybe summer fallow, camp fallow, or maybe they can uh, put some cover crop or some green feed as well. Uh, but uh, when you see the green feed uh, thing like this year, forages, uh, we, we should have a lot of forages and there should be no shortage of uh, forage crops. So maybe they have some 
uh, low market for the green feed, but still uh, they can use uh, those land area for the for something growing uh, to to manage for the next year. And Farouk outlines crop development in southwest Manitoba. In our area, like the uh, southwest region, uh, mostly crops are right now like uh, kind of they are suffering with this uh, excess moisture conditions. And uh, week to two weeks behind most of crops, cereals, canola, soybean, all these crops. And in some areas, uh, like uh, we got, uh, as you heard as well, big storm system happened in that Fox Warren Binscott in that area Angusville and it brought close to four to six inches of rain and hail damage as well so and uh, some property damages uh, to the some farm yards as well so that excess moisture is actually uh, suffering the crops uh, but with this heat and uh, good weather conditions Crops are coming out well, and some crops are actually getting some benefits as well. Amir Farouk is a farm production advisor with Manitoba Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were mixed this morning. By Terra prices for Durham fell $18.37 at $569.52. Feed barley dropped $10.96 at $347.87. Canola rose $16.30 at $834.42. Lentils declined $7 at $814.50. Number one red spring wheat went down 689 at 45351. The rest were unchanged. Chickpeas 99999, flax 102267, oats 45153, yellow peas 51496, and feed wheat 37830. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat fell 3 cents at 1077 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotes. This is Graham Barnett with the Mark Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 320 on offer at our Tuesday regular sale. This cow and bull market looks steady here to last week. These good, big, strong cows, $1.06 to $1.12. These real fancy end right up to a buck seventeen. Medium hay-fed are... Lighter flesh cows, ninety-six to a dollar five. The good big bulls, they continue to sell right, right along. This good big bulls, a dollar thirty to a dollar forty-one. Sales right up to a dollar forty-five and a quarter on the high yield and kind. Sales are every Tuesday here for the summer months. Let's support our 4-H kids. The 4-H sale is here at Moose Jaw and at the fair on Sunday afternoon. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest pork prices, $248.38 per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Water Security Agency has invested almost $600,000 in new weather and soil monitoring stations in a dozen locations across the province. The new locations fill areas where gaps in data gathering networks exist. The new stations are located near Arcola, 
Candiac, Radville, Milestone, Francis, Quinton, Holdfast, Hazenmore, Mancota, Climax, Clintonelle, and Shonovan. In addition to the typical weather variables like temperature, humidity, wind speed, and direction and precipitation, these sites also collect soil moisture and temperature data at three depths and incoming solar data. These new stations also include all-season precipitation gauges to include snowfall data over the winter months. These are mainly installed to monitor and support flood forecasting, but will also help the Public Safety Agency respond to potential hazards like floods, wildfire, or even hazardous material spills. SARM President Ray Orb says the data is invaluable for farmers and welcomes access to important information for municipal planning. On the markets, the TSX is up 325 points to 19,042. The Dow has gained 676 points to 31,353. Oil has risen 235 at 106.62 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 77.40 U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your your voice for everything egg. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.